Welcome to a winter solstice extra on A Quiet Voice with me, Colin. December 21st is the winter solstice. It is the shortest day and the longest night of the year. Even after living in Ireland for a few years, up in the northern latitudes, it is always a challenge between December, January, and February as you wake up in darkness, the whole day just seems to move in a way that can be very scarce. You know that the light is there, but only for a, an hour or two, and sometimes the clouds can linger and spread like a blanket of gray for weeks on end. For, for me in Ireland, sunrise is 8.38 on December 21st, and the sun sets at 4.08. It's a full nine hours and 30 minutes shorter than on the June solstice, which is pretty unbelievable. A full third of a day gone into darkness. Now, I expect that this winter solstice won't be all dark because we're so close to the full moon. And the full moon always brings vigor to nights, the kind of night when you're at the pub on a Friday or Saturday, and time just seems to be spread really thin as the night turns into one more drink, one more song, one more dance. You begin to feel the intensity, the transience of life, like the, some surging energy within your body as you realize that life is here today and gone tomorrow, perhaps. So embrace it, embrace that glow that penetrates the darkness and lets you live within the nighttime. So the full moon will be lighting a lot of winter solstice this year. Perhaps that's, that can cast some extra hope for this winter. The Celts and Irish people have observed the solstice for thousands of years and you can't help but think how different it is now as the wind sucked heat through the door frame cracks of old irish homes what would life have been like huddled inside the fire the only strength to the home if the fire goes out it's cold and you're waking up with a creakiness to even young bones as the cold just sort of creates a rigidity to your body. It's probably a time to visit that sense of solitude and rest, maybe visit with neighbors and do all the things socializing that you couldn't do when you were working in the field. After the harvest of autumn, winter is a time when you test your preparations. All of the hay that you gathered for the winter cows that are cloistered in the barn suddenly begins to look a little bit smaller or just enough. And the light that penetrates that first morning of the winter solstice is a light of hope as the summer becomes ever closer. 
with regard to the Celts, they had two twin gods, each named after a tree. Trees were very sacred to the Celts, and one twin was the Oak King, and one twin, his brother, was the Holly King. There's a lot of variations of this myth that I won't really go into, but even if you think about Holly as the evergreen tree and the oak shedding its leaves in fall to be vacant in wintertime, these twins go to battle around the summer solstice and the winter solstice. Now in the summer solstice, the cold, barren god of destruction and winter desolation wins over the oak king and begins to take the day into the night. Days become shorter into the fall. The coldness causes all of the perennial trees to shed their leaves as death seems to be creeping in. And then, just at the darkest day, they fight again. And this time the oak king, bare of all leaves, but with a strong stance. That idea of abundance and fertility defeats the holly king and begins to creep the day back away from the night. It's a simple thing. It's a myth of duality and, you know, sharing. It's easy in a modern life that is full of distractions, LED screens and flashing lights with motion sensors outside the home and street lights that illuminate the darkness on your drive home, headlights that spread wide on the freeway. It's easy for modern life to push away the darkness, to make it a fringe and not really welcome. Just in the same way that the fairy fort seems to suck up the light as it did in episode two, Darkness becomes something that we just intrinsically fear, though there is so much to gain by venturing into it. It's Newgrange, which is the magnum opus of winter solstice structures. It's a big formation built of rock that's older than the pyramids, 3000 BC. It's sort of like a man-made hill with one entrance and a long 63-foot passageway that enters into a conical temple. And along this passageway are stone carvings of spirals and triskels and rocks that are so untouched by man that they seem to have a face in them. On one or two days around the winter solstice, the sun rises in the east and casts a long, piercing ray of light into that dim, dark, 63-foot passageway. And this light creeps not through the doorway, but through a hole that's above the doorway. Creeps and creeps and creeps and slowly illuminates this darkness that's there for 364 days a year till it reaches all the way into the back. It's almost like a symbol of impregnation. I think I've heard people talk about it before, as if the sun is now penetrating this dark 
womb and illuminating all of these symbols that remain just dark shadows down in Westport near the ridgeline of the magical sacred mountain of Crowpatrick, which overlooks Clue Bay with 365 islands, if you can believe it. There is a notch right on the crest of one of its ridgelines. And there's a solstice complex, a line of about three or four big, massive boulders near a place where pre-pagan Neolithic people may have bathed or done fire ceremonies in a salt marsh. And this line of rocks points straight at the ridgeline to this little crest, this little smile in the mountain where the sun descends at about 2 p.m. on winter solstice day and rests for a few seconds right in that notch, perfectly fitting. If it's not obscured by clouds, which a most Irish winter day it is. Pre-modern people were in tune to a deeper rhythm and one that I call all of us to harmonize with on this solstice. Solstice means sun stand still. And it's an invitation to put aside the screens, put aside the routines, put aside the habits, put aside all the life luxuries. Maybe sit in candlelight. Maybe journal a little bit. Maybe take a walk at night. Sit by a fire or awake in the morning and see the sunrise. I know modern people, they might, if they're particularly oriented around the solstice, they might gather for a fire ceremony in the woods or they may sit up all night by candlelight reading or just contemplating and journaling. There's a, there's a quiet voice that comes from the darkness when you sit around long enough to listen for it. And we deny ourselves all of the wisdom of this voice when we cloud our minds with distractions. When time becomes something that is empty, we must fill it. But if time is something that is everlasting, if time is like the sun standing still, and we can sink into the moment and not look for tomorrow and not look for the next hour or not look for the next thing to occupy us, what will we find? Maybe like that ray of light penetrating that deep, dark passage at Newgrange, maybe we'll find ancient carvings, symbols, long lost, dark messages, faces in the rock, messages from our own minds, maybe a creative spark or something from our childhood that we had forgotten. I invite you to do something, to begin a tradition, and really in a modern context, begin to sink into the holiday season. Whether you're celebrating Hanukkah or Christmas or Yuletide, 
or the new year. The winter solstice can be the invitation, the first threshold. If you're not sick of hearing that word enough, the first threshold to that holiday season. Maybe if we can find a way to penetrate the dark aspects of ourselves and look at the darkness as a friend and brave when our bodies start to tense at a memory we don't like to remember or a place that we go that makes us feel uncomfortable. If we breathe, if we allow for that contemplation and we allow for the safety to settle and for all of the fears that mysteries, if we allow for all of the fears that percolate when we're in the darkness to dissipate, our bodies will be calm and we'll find answers to questions or new questions that we never thought we needed answers to. We'll illuminate dark passages and find symbols or hear a quiet voice. And even for a moment, those things might ripple out and last days, weeks, months. They'll penetrate our daylight hours in ways that we can't expect. Give yourself some time. Give other people patience. And I wish you peace and presence over the coming week and on winter solstice. I'll talk to you next time on Sunday for the next episode of A Quiet Voice. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye for now.